Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart, and it is the well, it's the second Tuesday of a brand new year. Uh, we have Tracy McBurney with us. Now, Tracy's going through a little bit of a physical <laughs> issue. <laughs> That's okay, because last month I was going through an emotional issue, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, I had some stuff happening. There was just no way I was going to be able to uh, do a show with my usual laughter and fun hopefully <laughs> personality <laughs> and actually part of what we're going to talk about today is about permission now what happened is oh, first welcome tracy <laughs> hey Lori. i sound like i sound like the squirrel <laughs> a little bit it sounds like you you just it's a like a muted kind of muffled you <laughs> i know it's crazy it's been long for three weeks <laughs> that's crazy, but I understand because I've been there. Okay, not the laryngitis. That's not my thing. Um, so last month, I was definitely not in a very good place. And we worked on my abandonment issue, which has kind of been my core abandonment and feeling alone. Um, it usually, whenever anything like that happens, I have like this death grip on my heart that usually happens. And while I was listening to you, it took a lot because I was not in a good place when I started talking to you. And I was trying to listen and trying to hear. And at some point I just said, okay, you know what? This is, this is real. This is truth. Doesn't matter how many times I've been through this. I obviously didn't clear it because I can feel it in my body. Um, and I, you know, was adamant that I've already cleared all of this stuff, but obviously I hadn't. And so that gets us to what we're going to talk about is about permission to let go. So at one point near the end of our conversation, I just, I kind of leaned into it and let go. And when I did that, I honestly, it's like night and day. I have never, my heart doesn't matter what happens now it doesn't have that vice grip on it like it's like completely different and I'm pretty happy about that yeah oh, what a lovely what a lovely lead-in because I literally <laughs> I was sitting there two hours before us coming together today going what is this what is this that I want to say what is this that I want to bring forward and and this was the thing that I was thinking about. I was thinking, and I didn't know this story. I was thinking about permissions. I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, permissions that I had given. Um, and then I thought, you know, this is, um, or had not had in the past. And I thought, this is a really important conversation. And as I said to you before we started, it's not enough permission that somebody would come into my office, plop money down on the table and say, hi, I'm here. You know, I want help with this. Yeah. And 
it's almost like, well, does the wholeness of you, is the wholeness of you willing to receive help with this? And are you really willing to receive help from me? Or is there something that has to happen first? So I want help, but I don't unconditionally want the help. <laughs> you know, you know, this has to happen first or this has to happen first or this apology has to happen or whatever. So, so I'm looking to you to get the help with that so that you'll somehow help me to help my boyfriend to give me, hey, me the apology that I need before the rest of this stuff can heal. And so it's just, it's really interesting, this bugaboo called permissions. And when I started to think about it a couple of hours ago, I started to think about just the idea of giving permission for whatever it is that you've chosen to do. Like you're going to a Reiki appointment today. You're going to a body talk session. You're doing a Zoom talk body talk session. You're coming online to do something with me or just coming into my office. And it's like giving permission for this to work. Giving permission to, through the vehicle that you've chosen, the Reiki, the body talk, the whatever it is, the talking with your friend, giving permission for something positive to change, giving permission for divine light to enter through the experience that you've chosen, giving permission for healing to happen, for positive change to occur, because you've made this choice to work with this person this day, to have this conversation. And I think that's such an important piece. It's like maybe it doesn't sort out a whole problem, but you've given permission to let light enter. Right. Right, to let this work rather than, rather than this idea of, oh, I'm coming here. I don't believe that this is really going to work. I, I don't have any faith in this working. I do, but I'm going to do it because I have to do something because I'm so desperate. It's like, okay, so maybe this isn't going to fully work. But to just allow whatever could work in this session to work. Mm. To allow yourself to be gotten to through the interaction with this person in a positive way. So allowance, permission, choice. These are all quantum physics words. I choose, I allow, I give permission. Right. And sometimes the permission is inner child permission. Um, it, was, it was really doing sessions of body talk, learning, doing the level one, level two body talk that really solidified this permissions piece for me. Even just these simple statements that when permissions came up as an issue, when I'm muscle testing it with a person and permissions comes up as an issue, and then I go to the helpful book on that in Body Talk, and it has small statements. They're not all the statements that you might need, but it was interesting to see how many times the statement was just a simple statement, like I give permission, I to vocally say it out loud, I give permission for my body to heal or I give permission for my soul to heal or to be rebalanced. Body talk likes the word rebalanced a lot, not necessarily healed, but rebalanced. 
right? I give permission for my inner child aspect of myself to be rebalanced, my heart to be rebalanced, this situation to be rebalanced, this very situation that you're in in this relationship that's created so I give permission for this to be divinely rebalanced. That feels good. Yeah, feel that as I said it. Yeah, say it again. Yeah. <laughs> you say it. I give permission. I give permission. For this relationship. With this relationship. And you can think about that relationship. You can bring it in. You don't even have to mention this person's name for privacy. I give permission for this relationship that I'm thinking about to be divinely rebalanced. For this relationship that I'm thinking about to be divinely rebalanced. In all timelines. In all timelines. All dimensions. All dimensions. As is safe, appropriate, and highest and best interest. Safe, appropriate, and highest and best interest. And always in divine timing. Always in divine. See, that's the problem I have. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. It's just I, <laughs> I want it to happen in my time. <laughs> right. Well, that's the Veruca moment. That's the Willy right? Wonka Veruca moment. Now. I want it now. <laughs> I just have so little patience. Ah, but yeah. That's not true. But I, I, that's something that, again, because it's so different this time, like the work we did was just so profound, Trace. And just, it's, yeah, it's just very different. I don't feel that angst. I don't, I just, I want to start moving forward, (laughs) but I, I don't have any of the fear or the pain. I I mean, yeah, I'm still sad when I think about it at some points, but yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Rebalanced. Divinely rebalanced. Divinely rebalanced. Well, that just came. Yeah. That just came. I've never actually said that. I don't think before, but that's what we really want. We want things to be divinely rebalanced. Right? Like, that's what I'd like for this country. I'd like a divine rebalancing for this country of Canada. That's what I'd like. Mm -hmm. Because I think things are very out of balance. Yes. A divine rebalancing for this world. And yeah. maybe on some level it is being divinely rebalanced. And it's just and we're in the chaos and the confusion and the, and really it, it's just so chaotic, so confusing, so unsettling, so fearful sometimes that we can't even recognize that this is all being divinely rebalanced. But that's what I want. Right. But if I think just of me, I give permission for my world, my world, to be divinely rebalanced. Hmm. And just breathe that in. And you know, that feels kind of good to me because it feels like as I say that, there's a there's an unlocking or a letting go of some things that I've 
hooked into or tried to take charge of, you know, just, you know, kind of all on my own, trying to take control of. And it's like, no, I want my world to be divinely rebalanced. Yeah. And I want the world within me. There's a world within me. There's a universe within me. The universe is within me. That I want that universe, that world within me, that world of bacteria, viruses, whatever that is, that world to be divinely rebalanced within me. Oh, I like this one. (laughs) I give permission for that. So what I extensively want then is my divine self to rise up to this event. To start the process of rebalancing in divine timing the microbiome, all the microbiomes of bacteria. Not just the one in my gut, the one in my eyes, the one in my ears. You know, in all of these orifices, divinely rebalancing all of these different microbiomes and this relationship with all these different bacteria. And these microbiomes, we don't even talk about the microbiomes, the fungal biomes that are there, just not the bacterial biomes, but the fungal biomes, the microbiomes, and rebalancing that. And rebalancing the world within me that's a world that has organs communicating to each other and cells communicating to each other and little crystals that I'm just beginning to get some knowledge about in the muscles. Mm. Getting those activated, connecting, communicating, meridians clearing, meridians rebalancing, outer meridians, inner meridians, chakras. energy systems rebalancing that we don't even know about yet? What about the energy systems rebalancing that nobody's ever talked about yet? That nobody's going to talk about maybe for the next 20 years? Maybe not even for 30 years? But just allowing that divine to come in to aid in rebalancing the unknown to us in the world within me. And my brain has gotten pretty used to the crazy talk that is my crazy talk. So it's, <laughs> so it's not as unsettled as it used to be with working in these unknown places where it's going, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't understand. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute, like, let me catch up to the understanding. I literally have a brain that isn't so concerned about all that understanding. And it's good because I'm not necessarily the crispiest chip in the bag, so it's good. <laughs> I'm not necessarily the person with the Jesus IQ, so this is good. (laughs) But it feels good to give permission to allow for rebalancing of things within self. A rebalancing of things within self energetically at light being levels that is beyond our understanding currently at this time. Yeah. 
I'm choosing, I'm giving permission to go beyond my awareness, beyond my understanding to allow rebalancing to occur as is safe, appropriate, and highest and best interest. Always that cover my ass affirmation so I don't create insanity for myself. <laughs> or too much chaos. Mm. But I think it's okay. I think it's okay to go beyond our conscious understanding to recognize that there are things that we just don't know, yeah. but they can be handled by a divine self that does know that on some level, that divine intelligence aspect of us, that source aspect within us does understand and does know and does have the resources available to do this. Yeah. And I know that there are things that we need to heal more consciously. Yeah. We because we need to understand them. We've been so wrapped up in something for so long, we do need those those flags of understanding to help us to make sense of our life, to help us make sense of the last 25 years of our choices. We need that greater understanding. But sometimes we don't. Mm. And so sometimes when I'm teaching a class, it's kind of giving permission for something to heal. Tell me about it later. Heal it now. Tell me about it later if it's important. If it's important, drop it in afterwards when all the clouds have parted. All the, all the, all the thunder clouds and all the craziness of all the chaos has lifted and left. And it's just kind of bright, shiny, open clarity. And then those understandings can drop in if they're needed. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this one before, but one of the things that came in a session with a client maybe a month and a half ago is this idea of change, giving permission in my consciousness to allow for how change happens to change, how change occurs to change giving permission for new, higher, divinely guided wisdom around change and transformation and how that could occur for me and how that could potentially occur for all of us. So bringing in this new balloon. So where that came from is really recognizing like I was so disappointed when we were getting into another like oh my goodness are you kidding me we're into what a fifth vaccination booster oh my goodness we're into this now are you kidding me are you kidding me oh my goodness now we're talking about this and then I just sat there and I just went wider I just went I'm not going down that rabbit hole I'm just not going down into that place I'm just I'm choosing just to not go into that place of judgment I'm choosing not to go into that fearfulness place I just wanted to choose to get wider, go wider, come down into connection to core light and see wider and farther. Mm -hmm. 
And that's when it came to me. That's when it came to me. This is how we do change, people. This is how we do change. This is how humanity does change with a lot of fear and a lot of terror. This is how humanity does change, man. We don't like change. <laughs> a lot of us don't like things to change. We say we do. <laughs> and then when it starts we don't happening. Because like, we don't like the unknown. Right. And we don't like what we can't control. So it's, it's interesting that how we have changed in the past is it has involved a lot of fear and a lot of terrified and a lot of chaos and a lot of upset. Maybe even a lot of death. Physical dying. Maybe physical dying of whole species. Yeah. Maybe physical dying of whole cultures. But I want to just kind of say, hey, if there is a more divinely guided way to do change, then can we bring that in? I'm ready. I'm ready to receive it. I'm ready to receive it. I'm ready to integrate it. It's divinely created, divinely administered, divinely delivered, then I am ready to receive it as a choice. Because maybe one of the reasons why we keep changing the way we're changing and transforming things the way we're trained, because we don't have a choice inside of us. There is no choice. Hmm. At least that's what we believe. Yeah. Our perception. Yeah. yeah. And maybe nobody gave us permission to choose something else. Right. Nobody had a conversation to remind us about the divine truth of everything is infinite. Hmm. And then if everything is infinite, then that means all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And if all things are possible, then all healing is possible. And everything can be rebalanced in divine timing, everything. Right. Even the most atrocious of crimes against humanity, in whatever time frame we've done it or participated in it. as an opportunity to be rebalanced, meaning allowing for that divine light to enter, to sit with, to be with us, to be with the us that remembers those atrocities within us, that remembers what went on and what we endured, and that still and holds that still in our energy template holds that still in our DNA, holds that still in our belief systems, holds that still in the filters that filter what's coming in through our eyes, what's coming in through our ears, what we reach out and touch and what we don't, what feels safe to touch and what doesn't, what we smell, what we take a sniff of, what we're willing to taste.
I love the feeling of the energy of this as we're talking. Mm -hmm. I love Jennifer McLean when she said one day, she said to contemplate something is to expand consciousness. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right now we're just floating like your heart, my heart, we're connecting. Our brains are connecting, our bodies are connecting. We're in this amazing connection and we're contemplating this. And as we contemplate this, we can play the game, what if? Well, what if? What if that's true? What if that's true that everything, everything has an opportunity to be rebalanced? And maybe one of the things that's holding up the rebalancing is a lack of permission. Mm. Our need to rebalance it our way our need to have the healing, the rebalancing done our way. This isn't going to heal. This isn't going to be made better until that apology is on the table. This isn't going to heal. This isn't going to be made better until that person goes to jail. This isn't going to heal. This isn't going to be made better for this country until we see all of those people in handcuffs. Thank you, distressed ego. Thank you, distressed brain. But what I want to join with all of that is our own divine self at all of those corporate boardroom tables of our consciousness. Or what I call our government. That we would maybe not spend even one more day playing in a world where we're not recognizing our own government, our own government of ourself, and we're not allowing that divine self to take a place in that government. And so we're contemplating that. This concept of our own corruption and our own government. That whole thing started years ago. I got to tell you, that was back in the days of Harper. Mm. He was driving me crazy. <laughs> He's just driving me crazy. And I was literally saying to several people, are you not seeing it? Are you not seeing the reptilian energy that is connecting to this person? Are you not seeing it? He turned sideways. Sometimes you would just see the reptilian energy. And they're like, no. And I said, listen, I don't see things very often, and I see that. <laughs> and I remember one of my girlfriends, she sent me, like, she literally took the time to put it in the mail. It was a cover. It was a cover on a magazine. It was McLean's magazine cover. And it, so they turned Harper into, like, it turned his face green, and he had weird alien eyes. It was all about nuclear, nuclear stuff in Canada and nuclear choices. And she literally sends it with a post-it note. And she says, see, look, somebody else is seeing what you're seeing. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I bring it up is because for months and months and months, I was yapping at anybody that wanted to hear about the corruption in our government at that time and how upset I was about it, how upset I was about what was going on in the Senate. Uh, just, and I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a big government person. 
And then it hit me one day, it finally hit me. I went, wow, I am in such judgment. I'm in such judgment of this government. I am in such judgment of Stephen Harper. I am in judgment. I am not clear. I think I'm clear, but I am in so much judgment. And I was with some friends. They were over for a little bit of a dinner party and I was with my quarter glass of red wine because I'm really not a big drinker. <laughs> and I put my wine, when, once that hit me that night, I put my wine glass down on the table, looked at my friends and said, you know what, I need to exit for a little bit. Excuse me, because I was just horrified. I had that realization and I was just horrified. And I went into my office and I put my hands to the sky and I said, I am ready. I am ready. I am ready to look at my own corruption, my own government of myself. I am ready. Forgive me. I love you. I am sorry, universe. Forgive me. I love you. I am sorry that I would talk so harshly about the corruption in the government out there without recognizing that all of that is a reflection of me. It's all finally gotten to me. It's finally woke me up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And basically that was me giving permission to the universe to start the process of letting me see my own corruption. And that literally gave rise to the energy medicine class that I taught for years at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. Because I started to learn very fast, very fast about these things called corruption in my own government that were then maybe potentially corrupting other people. And I continue to see those sometimes, new ones. But it's interesting. It's, it's really just sitting here with you today going, wow, the choice, the permission to let that divine self be in charge of my government. Hmm. Maybe then to sit at the front of the boardroom table. Right. in my consciousness. But again, really just in the same realm of permissions. Have yeah. I ever seen evidence of my divine self? No, I haven't seen evidence of my divine self, but I felt it. I felt it. And I feel it when it comes out to play. Hmm. When I turn over the healing to that place. So it's that paradox of the universe, like I'm not in charge of it and I am in charge of it all at the same time. Right. It was interesting just the other day to have this insight with this throat. This throat's been a very interesting journey. Hmm. You know, looking at all of the organs and things that are connecting into this throat and really looking at clearing a bunch of these things up and then getting the big wake-up call just in the morning when I'm going off to the chiropractor to see if there's something physical that can be done from a chiropractic level to free something up and move and bring space. And I'm in a conversation with him and it was like ping, 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 vagus nerve. It's like, wow, 
wow, never, like he was literally telling me that part of his uh, 30-minute process, if somebody wanted to pay for that, is, is just to do a diagnostic on the vagus nerve and to do a diagnostic on heart. And as soon as he said vagus nerve, it was like, bing, 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 bing. Of course, it never even occurred to me, vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It actually touches every single organ of the body. It's the longest cranial nerve that we have. And it literally visits every organ of our body. Every every body part is impacted on some level by the cranium, by the vagus nerve. And so I went home that day, and I wasn't sure that I was going to go back for his diagnostic, but I knew that that was a very profound thing that he'd said. And so I gave permission to, I first of all, I did a little research, did a little personal muscle testing to find out where is the happiness of my cranial vagus nerve, the 10th vagus nerve, the 10th cranial nerve. And the happiness of that cranial nerve was a 5 out of 10. Mm. Well, 5 out of 10 is not 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, so I know that there's some things that are not flowing as magically as the cranial nerve could flow. And that's how basically that's what I know. So I said, okay, so divine, divine self, can this be different? Can this be positively different, better than it is now? And the answer is yes. All right. So how many things, how many things can heal today for the cranial vagus nerve? How many things? And I got three. I got three things could actually heal today that would bring the five out of 10 to something closer to 10 out of 10, three things. And I asked if any of those were things that I needed any conscious awareness of. No, mm. which was great. Then I wasn't going to be in some anatomy lesson. <laughs> and and it's much quicker. It's much quicker when that when when there's no need to actually dissect the details. So I asked if there were any blocks, reversals, resistances, interferences, obstacles, invisible obstacles. I got a no. And so I just let that go. I just let divine come in to take over. A choice, permission. I let that divine within self come in to take over. My brain allows for that very easily now. Hmm just to take care of those three things, those three things that that divine me, that source me knows and has all the resources available to the universe to take care of and can just do that on my behalf. And I'll tell you, Lori, I was in a freaking whirlwind for about, I had to go drink water for about 45 minutes. I was in a, just an unbelievable whirlwind and I've had all sorts of back issues for the last three weeks uh -huh. and half of those have disappeared. Wow. Half of everything that was going on in one hip on the right side, knee, everything, it's mostly completely gone. And I thought, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable just working with that 10th cranial nerve. It sorted nothing out on the left side, by the way. The left side's still a mess. <laughs> sorted nothing out on the left side. <laughs> and, and then I started to get very creative. I thought, okay, well, isn't this interesting, this cranial nerve? Well, like there's, there's, there's more of these nerves. So I just asked, is there another cranial nerve that I can work with today? The answer is yes. And I got cranial nerve number seven. Oh, by the way, the happiness was improved to a nine. That's pretty profound. Nice. nice. Yeah, nice. And it's still stuck at a nine, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I got cranial nerve seven. Well, again, I don't have all this stuff memorized. I'm not a doctor. I didn't take all these big anatomy classes. I didn't have it. So I just thought, okay, well, how many things can be rebalanced, healed for cranial nerve seven? And I got four. 
Do I need any conscious awareness of any of it? No, no, not at all. All right, fine. So again, I ask that affirmation. Are there any blocks, reversals, resistances, interferences, obstacles, invisible obstacles? And then something comes in and says cloaked. I went, oh, cloaked, cloaked. Oh, I thought I was doing pretty well with that memorized affirmation. (laughs) And it brings in cloaked. And I got a yes on cloaked. I went, thank you. And it was like my divine was literally letting me know. Something was letting me know that affirmation that you're using isn't enough to get at this one. And so cloaked got added. And there was something that was cloaked, not invisible, ready to leave, cloaked, hidden. Now that could be uncloaked, removed, and shifted. And I could feel a big, huge shift. And then the releasing and moving of these other four things that I didn't need any conscious awareness of whatsoever, just allowing that divine to release it all as a safe, appropriate, and highest and best interest, always as a safe, appropriate, and highest and best interest of the all, me being included in the all, and that move from a four to an eight and a half. Nice. The seventh cranial nerve involves throat. Mm. It involves a bunch of facial stuff. Mm. I've had a lot of tooth things happening over the last three months, and I thought, wow, interesting. So I feel like I'm talking a lot. My laryngitis me still talking a lot. Um, But I feel like I'm still trying to stay on topic. I'm trying to stay on the topic of permissions. Permissions and how important that is. And me giving my own divine permission. So no, I've never seen my divine. I've never seen evidence of my divine. I felt it. But even when we can't see evidence of it, and even if we shut down the feeling corridors and we can't feel subtle energies, that doesn't mean that our divine self is not listening, is not acting, is not rising to the occasion that we're giving permission to. It's just always nicer when we can get some of the proof until we don't need the proof so much anymore. And then changes can just happen without so much chaos and changes can just happen without a lot of fear, if any fear at all. And change can just happen and things can just heal. And things can just heal. And they can be rebalanced. Even big things. Right. Even big things. Even big things like the atrocities of World War II. Can be rebalanced. If we'll allow for it. And if we'll allow for all of the ways that we wanted the rebalancing to happen. All the people thrown in jail, all of the people hung, all you know, whatever. If we just allow for all of that, our needs to be rebalanced, 
our wants to be rebalanced. All the needs and the wants and the things that needed to happen before anything could occur that would make something better. When the distressed ego was the only thing at the boardroom table. And lots of times in situations like that, the distressed ego, the only thing at the boardroom table, literally sitting there, you know, holding its head, going, there is no way this is ever going to be made better. There is no making better of this. Do you want to talk a little bit about the boardroom and the just distressed ego? Just... I kind of get it because we've sort of talked about it and the last healing we did, we did the boardroom thing. So well, it's just, it's just really weird. I got to tell you, like, I'm not a corporate person, but, <laughs> but, but what's come in the last month and a half is this analogy, which I'm sure could be put in a different way, but it gets delivered as exactly that. It's instead of, instead of just seeing us in some government room, it's literally like they just show me this picture of a boardroom table. Us, us and our challenges in our own boardroom table of our own consciousness. And there's ego. And there's ego. And in the particular instance that I was just talking about, you know, an ego having endured something from World War II, so to speak. World War I or one of these big giant atrocities just kind of holding its head going, there is no, there is no making this better. There is no making this better. We're, we're doing our best by putting some, you know, Nuremberg codes in place. But there's no real making any of this better. We're just trying to put something in place that's going to stop it from ever happening again. But there's no making this better. There's no making these hurts better. There's no making these wounds better. There's no making these hearts better. There's no making these brains better. The little brains of all the cells. There's no making any of this better. We're going to live with this always now. Embedded software. And it's always going to be back there, being considered even unconsciously in the decisions as we move forward. So that boardroom was what they showed me. And then it was like, and then it was like getting people to really see that, to really just see their own picture of their own boardroom and see what's showing up. And letting people tell me what's showing up in that boardroom of their own distressed moment. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing to hear what people are seeing, what they're feeling, what they're connecting with. One of my clients, literally, she saw cartoon characters of three different organs that she was having problems with that clearly were an emotional problem with whatever this was that was going on for her at work. So she had her ego there. She had these three characters of organs at the boardroom table, which were the three portions of her physical body that were being impacted by all of this distress at work. Hmm. And it was very interesting to watch what happened when I asked her divine light to enter into the boardroom. 
she said instantaneously the character of her ego literally turned its chair and and wanted to like dramatic like just exit out of the boardroom like as quickly as possible get out of the boardroom like what the heck had i done by allowing this divine energy to come in to that ego space and it felt so threatened so threatened by what i'd asked and i learned from that i learned from that day that that i had I had kind of invaded her process, trying to be helpful, rather than give her the time to do that herself in her own timing, or allowing certain healing to happen for ego, certain upgrades to happen for ego, new version of ego to come in, meaning new version of software programming. to guide the ego. And that's what I didn't do that day for her, which would have been very protective of the ego because the ego would have a new version of software that would be so welcoming to this new energy that was now coming into the boardroom. I participated in that distress and in that chaos. So the boardroom is exactly that. It's an analogy. It's just a way. I think it's kind of a safe way for people to see where the unconscious is, where our mind is. Um, I, I think it's, it's blown my mind what, what people have been able to create from their own imaginations, from their own unconscious, from their own subconscious programmings that comes in. It's been amazing to see how people would describe ego. Um, how people are describing that divine self when it does enter, how people are describing their own physical body, because sometimes people are, are seeing the body coming in, the whole body coming in. People are seeing the soul. People are seeing relatives coming into the boardroom. Mm-hmm. Bosses that they're having problems with. Nice. And bosses' egos coming into the boardroom. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing entities and things connect. It's been it's been an amazing journey to just let people tell me what they're seeing as I give them the the template of the boardroom and the idea that where the consciousness of humanity is going is having a boardroom situation where ego and divine light of us, soul light of us, are all communing, all seamlessly integrating, seamless integration. Of these very powerful places within us. All working together. So is that, is that helpful? Yeah. 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 
And um, but a little bit about distressed ego, just so that people understand what that word means. Well, I feel like anytime we're call anytime a boardroom meeting's being called, it's because there's a distressed ego, distressed <laughs> ego, frustrated ego. Like you know, something's not working. Right. Something's not working. Something's not working the way you want it to work. Right. And that's distressing. That's disturbing. That's frustrating. Yeah, you brought it up when I mentioned um, earlier, not in the sh before the show, um, when I was talking about how I recognized whenever I'm in anger, especially around this situation, that it's 100% ego. Like it, there's no connection to divine. There's no love. There's just, even though I think there is, I just realized just, I mean, it's me trying to fix or change or help someone else, not me, of course. Right. right? So that's, yeah, and I, I wanted to add in distressed ego for you right. in that very moment, because that opens the door for compassion. Right. Because as soon as I said that to you, it's like you melted. It's like you just kind of went, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it that way. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. That ego is distressed. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, ego, that you're so distressed, and I'm so sorry, ego, that you're trying to work this out all on your own. I'm so sorry it's not working out the way you want it to work out. I'm so sorry it's not going to plan. I'm so sorry he's not cooperating. I'm so sorry what you're saying isn't working. I'm so sorry that your needs aren't getting met right now. Yeah. But what does that ego want? It wants to feel secure. It wants yeah. to feel secure. So as I open up that concept of distressed ego, and that opens up the corridor for compassion. Then I could actually say to your ego, you know, I, I'm so sorry is compassion. And your ego is receiving that. I'm so sorry are compassionate words. I am so sorry that your needs aren't getting met. I'm so sorry that this isn't falling exactly the way you wanted it to fall and needed it to fall so that you could make better something that you're trying to make better. I'm so sorry. And I'm introducing to the ego, maybe there's something that you're missing. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something that you're missing. Maybe there's something that you're just not seeing. Maybe you need a little bit more information. Yeah. And if we allow for that new version of ego to come in, to integrate, to be well received, then I say to that beautiful ego, would you give permission? Would you say yes to just sitting with that divine self of her? 
and just see what it has to offer. But really, honestly, divine hug for the ego. Divine hug for the ego. The ego's distressed. Would you, Lori, say yes to a divine hug for your ego that's just distressed? That's maybe been trying to sort this out in the boardroom all by itself. Would you say yes to a divine hug? Yes. And I have not had a person ever say no to me when I've asked them <laughs> if they'd say yes to a divine hug. And that is saying yes to therapy. Mm. You are in divine therapy. When you say yes to that divine hug, that beautiful divine self is there, engaged, helping, informing, bringing light, bringing new colors. Only working where there's vulnerabilities, only coming in where there is a space to enter. So in a very safe way, as you allow for that, we're bringing that divine light into the boardroom through that divine hug to be with ego. And it's not a hug that distresses people. And then maybe as you've had that hug and that hug will be with you for hours potentially, for hours, informing and guiding and wherever your vulnerabilities here are in this issue, this divine hug will be there helping. Mm. It'll be interesting to see where are you a day from now? Mm. How do you feel about all of this a day from now? Two days from now? I'm getting settled. Yeah. Maybe not in a hurry to try and make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Still want to make it happen, but <laughs> maybe I don't have to be in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, because maybe you're going, maybe, maybe you're starting to realize you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. This is still happening. This is happening the way it's happening and you are okay. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't have to crash your world. Wish it did. And you don't have to be a part of it. And you don't have to insert yourself in every moment of it. Exactly. Yeah. So permission to allow your life to work. Mm. permission to allow my life to work no matter what the choices are that we've made over the last couple of years we're giving permission for our life to work we're giving permission for our life to flow and for our life to flow freely giving permission for good things to happen lots of good things to happen
lots of beautiful coincidences to happen. Miracles to happen. Things beyond our wildest imaginings to happen. I give myself permission to receive everything good, everything good that this universe would want to bring to me and I like that. flow to me. I give permission for all of that. I allow. Love it. Yeah. Wow. I think this has been a great show. Yeah. Lots of fun, right? <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> ah, nice. All right. Well, okay. you've been listening to News for the Heart. We've been at the heart of what matters with Tracy McBurney on permission. Permission to let go permission to have divine rebalance i like it it's been very good thanks trace yeah okay talk soon <laughs>